The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Oh, that sounded good and so much better than the last time. <laughs> it was, um, it sounded was like little, wine. Right. It was a little more directed and um, slightly curt. So for those of you who didn't listen to the last show and for the sake of our guest, uh, what we did last yeah, well, it was last week, although we recorded it yesterday. So it's very fresh in our memory, memory and our taste memory. Hazy. Um, there's actually you can see it from here because all the bottles are still on the shelf. We tasted through like celebrity endorsed and novelty wines like, you know, the Game of Thrones, all the, the heavy on the Snoop Dogg lineup. Uh, healthy wine. I saw the Martha Shard there. The, the Martha Shard. Martha Shard. Bomb. <laughs> was Brian's. <laughs> let's, let's, Dove Dove bomb. Was was um, maybe one of the winners. Yeah. Uh Hello Kitty, hard pass. Wow. <laughs> that was, that was now. terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> anyway, I'm, we're so happy to have you here. <laughs> yes, so thank God. <laughs> it was like drinking all good wine. We didn't even have to guess when, when the right. comes around. I mean, how many times did we empty spit cups and it um, was spit the, buckets It was yesterday? the most traffic spit bucket show of the history of our 258 episodes or, or whatever. Or I've never heard so many groans. Like the next one yeah. will come and be like, uh. <laughs> Maya Thomas walked into the office this morning. She goes, I didn't actually drink any of those wines. I didn't drink anything else last night. I woke up feeling hungover today. <laughs> That's probably more sugar than she's ever had since she was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, definitely. They didn't yeah. let that kind of candy be up on Cavedale Road. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the winemakers. We have a really good winemaker today. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Moray Breelin. 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 Breelin, go ahead. Breelin. Breelin. Moray okay. Breelin. Hi. M-O-R-E-T and then B-R-E-A-L-Y-N-N. And we heard about you when we were doing a podcast earlier, uh, I don't know, three months ago, four months well, ago. We actually, it was summertime, I mean, wasn't it? Yeah, it was summertime. Yeah. I mean, I think you were on my radar and maybe yeah. it was because of him. Yeah. But yeah, um, the introduction was for the podcast was made. Uh, with your, I guess it's your fiance. That he is, and yeah. also my boss. Yeah. <laughs> well, Congratulations. Yeah. We should probably say who that is. Adam Lee. Adam, Adam Lee. shout out. How are you, buddy? Clarice Wines. Yeah. Clarice and Beaumarchais. And yeah. Beaumarchais. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That yeah. Was, those were good wines that day, too. Aren't they? Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. They're all, they were all better than yesterday. <laughs> so we're scarred. But we're totally scarred. I can't wait to listen to that podcast. Um, it's rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is because there's a lot of dead air. And, but yeah, there's a lot um, of like you can't, you couldn't say what you were experiencing. You just had to grimace. You just had to like make a face. Yeah, there's a lot of like good on video. Yeah, and how your mom says if you can't say something nice, not say anything at all. Well, so yeah, we didn't necessarily follow that rule either. Yeah, mom, don't listen to that podcast. Yeah. I don't think Maya's gonna um, ever get hired by any of the people that made those wines yesterday, but <laughs> that would be our fault. My dad used to like used to say, you know, have something nice to say about someone, even if it's like, oh, they mow a good lawn. 
Right. I like their shoes. Yeah. And I've been cool trying label. to kind of, <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to come up with some stuff. Yeah. So more, let's get, let's get right into it. We're, I mean, oh, the rosé is really we noticed, good. <laughs> I, I haven't even tasted it. I just smelled it and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, how did you get into wine and where are you from? Sure. Um, well, I'm California born and raised, um, hence the poppy on my label. I like the pink poppy on the rosé. Yep. Thank you. That was definitely the first thing I saw. Um, yeah, my I love this rosé. I'm actually all sold out of it right now, but 22 gets bottled next week. Um, so that's really exciting. So I'm from California, the small little town called Patterson along I-5. You blink and you missed it. Well, but you know what? I just drove by there. That's right. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't see downtown Patterson. All you see is the massive Safeway and all those other Amazon Amazon, restoration, hardware distribution, distribution things. But it's definitely like the north. It's the north end of the drive home. Yes. And the other thing about Patterson is it's there's a huge housing developments. I don't know if that's Patterson proper. But Patterson area, huge housing developments, mm-hmm. and all those people are commuting into the city, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or into the Bay Area. My my dad's been doing that for 35 years, commuting into, but Patterson housing was so much cheaper. Yeah. And those distribution centers um, used to be orchards, apricot orchards, when I was growing mm-hmm. up, and that, that was the party spot. <laughs> Wait, so how sure. far is it for, out of San Francisco to Patterson, let's say? Um, so you'll have about like an hour and a half commute. And that's on so. during normal normal traffic hours. Okay. But stuff. but like from Livermore, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the six eighty, help me out, six eighty, eight eighty um, interchange. Yeah, five eighty. Five eighty. So from there to Patterson is about forty five minutes. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that's about an hour and fifteen during traffic. Yeah, and that's something. Yeah. Because it's not that far. Mm-mm. Um and no, that's and it's a that's, straight shot. That's the Altamont Pass. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I got some relatives that live in areas like that. You just get more bang for your buck, right? You get um, yeah. a larger house, and or you get any bang. You get right. a, yeah. <laughs> There's bang to be had. We, we just right? had There's that a... conversation, Bart. I was saying, how does anyone afford? How, number one, how do you afford to live in California? How do you afford to get rich in California? Still, still wondering that answer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> probably not wine. Listeners call in. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Listeners call in and order wine. Take stock tips at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so it was it was an ag city at that point. Yeah, yeah, but um, but my dad, he was a commercial plumber in the Bay Area. Um, so I had no affiliation with. I had a good friend, still a good friend. Her family grew tomatoes. Um, but otherwise, my first exposure to to wine was more so when I moved here in, in Sonoma County in 2011. And so, um, yeah, it took me took me a while to find the wine road. But so it wasn't I, something that was on the table at dinner. No, actually, yeah. not not really at all. Milk, maybe yeah. soda. Yeah. If I was lucky, <laughs> if my dad was done with his and I the first kid to ask, Dad, can I have your soda? Yeah, so it was pretty Wait, much. Wait, so how many how many kids are we talking about? Well, I'm Mexican, so uh, <laughs> so we're gonna need two hands, people. <laughs> I am I am one of eight. Oh my yeah, god! <laughs> but um, asterisks to that, I'm a blended family. So uh-huh. when I was growing up, uh, I had my brother and sister, and then my parents adopted a boy, and then when my dad remarried, she had three boys, and then they had a girl. So one of eight, and yeah. I'm in the upper middle in that position. 
Okay. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah, number four. Number four. <laughs> yeah. So you have big Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. my grandma has like 26 grandkids. Oh, wow. Yeah, just grandkids. So then you throw in, you know, the great grandkids and, and all that. It's a it's a rotating door of about 50 people or so around our holiday wow. meals. Yeah. I, yeah. When my grandmother was alive, it was very much the same way. We would actually have two Thanksgivings. There would be the the one o'clock feeding and then the seven o'clock <laughs> because they were dairymen, right? And they, they had to milk the cows. So certain people could make it certain times. So yeah, two turkeys a day. It was very entertaining, but yeah, the big family, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely not quiet. <laughs> so you didn't, did you grow up working in restaurants? Uh, when I was in college, I did do a restaurant, um, but it was more so. Um, so I moved out here to be the teen center director for the Boys and Girls Club of Healdsburg. And um, being in Sonoma County, it's so easy to become a tourist in this place. And so that's what I did on the weekends. I went out wine tasting and just explored the area. And I realized quickly that I would rather drink wine and, and be a part of that world than in the teen world. <laughs> I was about 23, 24 at the time. And so I was kind of done being a big kid. Uh, I used to live in Davis, and I was the teen center director for the um, for the city of Davis, and and that was great because you just got to do whatever you wanted. Let's do inflatable jousting. Let's make strawberry shortcake. <laughs> Let's do a guitar yeah. hero tournament. Um, I beat all the kids in pool, and um, <laughs> and Adam Adam gets mad because I usually beat him in pool. I'm like all those teen center years, sharp. Right. Um, yeah, well, and then you you learn how to play on a crappy table, so you know you're able to <laughs> to have a little bit of yeah. So um, so doing that, um, you know, it was fun being a big kid at at 19, 21, but then now I'm 21 and I can drink. Why am I still hanging out with 16 year olds? Right. And what, are, what were some of your favorite spots or experiences that you remember at that age um, around wine? Uh, so like 10 years ago when I started yeah, going yeah, wine like, when, and stuff. I love that the term, what you what did you say, being moving here and then becoming a tourist, being a tourist here? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think that um, when you grow up here and especially in it, you don't necessarily like appreciate that as in the same way. But yeah, if you get to live here then you get to be a tourist here without having to you know rent a airbnb or stay in a hotel you still yeah. get to you know make it home at night well as yeah. we call it when company came to town like when company came right. we would go to jack and state park or go to a right. winery right but otherwise we didn't yeah, you, or we'd go to fort point you avoided the, the tourists or, right? yeah we didn't do that kind of stuff so i'm just curious like what some of your yeah. first places were like wineries that you went to where you were like oh this is kind of a cool lifestyle Sure. Um, well, uh, the Healdsburg Square, I definitely frequented that. Um, met a good friend who worked at the JCB tasting room, so drank a lot of bubbles at that. Um, and then actually my first employer was one of my favorite spots, and that was Silver Oak and Toomey in Healdsburg in okay, Alexander cool. Valley. Yeah. Very well, cool Well, my spot. first wine employer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just went there, I don't know, a couple months ago, two months ago or something, and I love how that entire building is made from recycled material 
Mm-hmm. Um, even jeans, which I thought was weird that they took jeans and that's what they like. It's insulation, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a pretty cool spot. Yeah. A lot of that, like, you know, you see those green bins at the gas station that you're supposed to donate old clothes to yeah. and stuff. And they, yeah. a lot of what those organizations do is they just take the clothes that aren't like, don't have use. They can't like be donated or they just, and it just becomes insulation. Huh. Like sell it by the pound for insulation. Yeah. And then JCV has a tasting room downtown Everywhere. Healdsburg. Everywhere. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Where isn't JCV? <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, and here's the interesting thing is you, I mean, You've been doing this for a while now, but you're also still relatively new to it. Oh, like, sure. like those wineries that you named, they're all still, I mean, JCB's having a presence here is pretty, pretty new, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. 15 yeah. years, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on which version of the story that he told it. The Legends Dinner. Well, and, and you're forever. right, though, too, because, I mean, his presence here versus his presence, right. you know, over in Europe. And, yeah. I mean, very different. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, I mean, you're talking about the Alexander Valley location that's using jeans and such. But I worked at the old location up on Chianti in, in Geyserville. Mm-hmm. And I was at Silver Oak when they bought the Sossel property which is now the mm-hmm. AV and and then worked there cuz I was in the tasting room and worked there to help them you know move that inventory and um and then while they were putting together all the plans but so it was just about salsa, then when I left sorry does salsa not exist anymore no it just folded huh mm-hmm. wow that's yeah. a bummer yeah cuz silver oak bought all the inventory too they did mm-hmm. okay uh, yeah. interesting so you were working yeah. in the tasting room yep Okay. Yep. Started there. It was um, one of those interviews where there's a group and you have to. Um, so Sam and I, we get paired up together and I have to present why Silver Oak should hire Sam. And and Sam needs to present on oh, why they man. should hire me. Yeah. And the girl who who represented me did so bad (laughs) but i did really good and that's why i got hired because it's not necessarily you know saying these are sam's qualities it's me saying let me let me share sell you sam and sell you sam exactly and and so they're like i mean i didn't have like i said i was in i was in teens so i didn't give her much to work with (laughs) but um but you just find that way and so they wanted to find the right fit and then they can train them to talk about wine and and all that which which i knew how to swirl without spilling so i thought i knew about wine but then i remember a coworker comes in and says oh the grapes are going through verasion i'm like right. ver what right for who <laughs> and so so then i learned that there was still so much to learn and so then i started going to school at the junior college um during the week to to pick up on on the marketing speak and things of that sort, and so, um, so yeah, that was Santa Rosa up. at the Santa Rosa Junior mm-hmm. College. Yeah, and I interned at the Chronicle competition with Bob Frazier, um, and then I actually started working as a secret shopper. So for you, for tasting, I've always wanted to know how do you get that job? I know, wouldn't that be fun? In case oh. anyone doesn't know, so most restaurants, hotels, whatever that. Um, at the Fairmont, they called it LQA. There was people that would come in and they would check in. They'd order room service. They'd order. They'd go to breakfast. They'd go to the bar. They'd go to the spa. They'd go to the pool. And then they, the whole time, they're 
documenting the entire experience. And then when they leave, they tell you, oh, yeah, we were actually a secret shopper. And then you use all of that. It all stays in house, but you use all that that mm-hmm. information to sort of help get better. But I always wondered, like, how do you get a job? Because some people say, oh, I really want that job. And then I was thinking, but you're not really enjoying it the whole time because you're actually working. Right. How do it? you ruin your spa treatment? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just touched my foot, brushed by my foot inappropriately <laughs> yeah. at 1034 Spent and 35 too, seconds. Too much time on right. my calf. <laughs> totally. But I always wondered, like, who is there an ad that comes out for those jobs? So for hotels and restaurants, I'm not sure. But for uh, tasting rooms, it's through this company called Wise, uh, Wine Industry Sales Education. And the, the Wise Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with Leslie Berglund and Jennifer Warrington. And so they, uh, the winery actually reaches out to Wise and says, you know, send, um, send this many people on weekends, this tour, this tasting, and and let us know how it goes. And so then Wise reaches out to me, and they've trained me on what to look for, talking. And it's not so much about the wine; it's more about how they share brand stories. Did they actually try to sell you the wine clip? Did they ask you? Do you want to buy some wine? And it's amazing how many people don't ask, do you want to buy some wine? I mean, just ask for the sale. It's not not that difficult, but it doesn't happen as often as... Do you have a budget to buy wine? You do, usually. Um, Nine out of 10 times you have a budget. You do get paid for going, um, but really I went for the the budget and also it kept me a tourist in in the town. You know, it was going out on weekends and, and... doing three wineries and going and exploring that and and yeah just drinking wine and judging people and it's fun i feel like you could learn how to sell wine well totally by doing that than anything else right Right. like oh my god yeah evaluate everybody else's yeah. And then figure out who did what well, and then and then take the best parts, take of the, the best people parts, that you and met. steal it all, and right. <laughs> with alacrity, and you build yourself a machine. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, but, it was and, good. and also have a great time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like wine. your job is to have fun. Drinking all the wine in Sonoma and Napa, it was it was great. And yeah. do people ever say to you, "Are you? Uh, do they? Do you ever get outed?" Uh, let me think. No, but there was one time where a friend walked up to the bar and and the tasting room guy was there. And so like I just went and looked at merchandise and then he left and then I ran up to her and I'm like, I'm secret shopping. Don't know me. And she was like, <laughs> OK. And then she looked away and then the guy comes back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful ring. You're engaged. And so we still got to like connect and chat, but um, under the radar, okay. <laughs> that was the closest I got to, to getting caught and just wait, wait why would that why would it, if your secret shopping do it were you like under a false name like why would you not be able to say hi to your friend sure um so you're not industry and you're not local because uh, you get treated differently right, right, right. In, in if, those... sam, if sam katuri came in and someone knew sam katuri would they go oh we got to take care of this guy and you're not going to get the same kind of treatment that someone from John Sacramento, Cuba. someone from Texas. Yeah, no, or Utah. Utah. no I, I mean, I yeah. would. Utah. I would oh, Utah. Yeah, like, oh, we can't ship to you. Canadians. Screw you. 
Canadians are. Canadians are going to get the worst treatment. As much as we love you, Canadians, who listen to the podcast, nice we know people. you can't buy a fucking Sorry. thing. Two bottles. That's it. Yeah. We love you. Keep coming back and yeah. tip our servers well. <laughs> so, who do you think was the best that you ever um, went to? Who like just knocked it out of the park? Um, you know, there's a few that that are really tuned in and, and dialed in. Um, I would say the the um, Farniente and Nickel and Nickel properties have have it really well. Um, Duckhorn um, does well too. I was gonna say, but not this one, which I won't. <laughs> you tell us off, Mike. I'll tell you off, Mike. Yeah, that one. They just they they never see you. They always just leave you alone. Um, but but one thing that it wasn't necessarily the place that had issues. Um, what what I saw was people um, branded me as a millennial or a young person, and um, and I'm not going to spend money. Right. And so that that was the biggest tick uh, or against them and stuff. And so the other thing is um, they say that there's about five different profiles of the average wine buyer. There's a newbie, a know-it-all, a, uh, a ratings junkie, someone who's always looking for a discount, and then someone who um, needs more advice, an advice seeker. And so you have to assume one of those profiles before going in. Mm-hmm. And um, and so what I would do is, you know, within a couple of minutes, you know, if you're getting judged as, you know, someone who's not going to buy, and I'm like, I'm going to be a know-it-all, and I'm going to ask about clones and malolactic fermentation right. and, you know, get all like <laughs> geeky and stuff and, and swirl and smell and, you know, just to kind of shove it to them. Yeah. Um, so that was the biggest thing that I saw for, for me was, you know, I would come in with a friend that's also my age and, and they'd be like, Oh, you want to share a tasting? Right. No, <laughs> it's like, it's $40. Okay. We'll yeah. have two. Right. It's in the budget. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was really interesting and and also frustrating because that was one thing that I learned at Silver Oak and we all know it, but we still do it. I mean, you can't judge a book by its cover. I had um, two people come in at the end of the day and one was from Texas and he's like, oh, I have Silver Oak up to here and my wine cellar and right. da, 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 and, you know, just bragging about all this stuff. And then the other couple was an Asian couple. <laughs> yeah, we all know that guy. He's out there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's this other Asian couple, um, English second language, but very nice. And I treated them both the same, took them into that. I was at the Silver Oak Napa location. So took them into that glass um, uh, room with, you know, all of the large bottles. Yeah. And then at the end of the tasting, you know, would any of you like to buy some wine? The Texas guy gave me a $20 tip and the Asian couple, I carried out a three liter and a case of Napa cab to their Lamborghini and oh in the God. trunk was like Opus One. And right. and I'm like, so do you want this three liter on your lap? Like there's not much trunk space. <laughs> Should we ship this? And, and, you know, I think that just the regular book would would just camp in front of the Texas guy and it's like, yeah. oh, he knows this, he knows this wine, he knows it's good. Um, and I can't even really share the story with this, you know, second English um, couple. Right. But no, you treat them the same and then and then that happens. So um, so big eye openers for me at the beginning of my career. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's good. And those the people that t- tend to talk a lot are the worst, yeah. <laughs> and, and especially if someone says, 
oh, I've, I'm up to here with Silver Oak. I'm like, okay, well, then you don't need anything. Right. You know? <laughs> cool. You're just, you're just here to show your friends right. um, yeah. and talk about, oh, I have that. I have that. Yeah. Um, there's one time I there's kind of a, a know-it-all who was there and he was with his girlfriend and he kept like pretty much repeating everything I was saying to her, but we were both speaking English. So I don't understand why he was doing that. But then at one point he goes, um, <laughs> That was uh, the slow burn on that was fantastic. (laughs) So so at one point he goes, so how much Cabernet is in this and how much Sauvignon? And I'm like, oh my God, right. Oh my gosh. Like, how do I say face with this person right now? And, and I wanted to be like, Hey, Sam, come over here. That's a good question. Ask Sam this question. Like 50-50. But instead, you know, I'm like, that's a good question. We get it a lot. It's actually 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. I think you might be thinking about Sauvignon Blanc and Cabernet Franc. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what that's that's right. That's what it was. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> Same page now, bro. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Would you like this three liter, sir? <laughs> that was always the kind of car you driving. I remember yeah. I, I probably told this story before, but working in Petaluma at Dashmir, we had got a lot of dairy farmers. And so you'd have these guys, you know, and they'd have the boots on and the and the hats and the, the plaid shirts and and they would order the clothes de boys Chardonnay. Yeah. And so you always, I never wanted to go back to the table and, and go. Here's your Clos du Bois Chardonnay. So then I always just said, here's the Clos du Bois Chardonnay. Because <laughs> I didn't yeah. want him to think that I was like talking down to him or something. <laughs> I I hear you. Um, I mean, people, you know, they say uh, like Sanye or Sanji and it's like. Right. Wagner. Oh, it's like, oh, I can't. Uh, I can't pronounce it or I can't say it back to you, but I don't want to correct you and seem right. exactly like you said. But also that's wrong. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. uh, on that note, can, can talk we talk? About, yeah, let's talk about that rose that was right. delicious. Yeah, so, what is it? Made and, and a little bit of, and it's, then going it's to this made one. out of reality, oh as my opposed God. to those <laughs> other ones that we had yesterday. So good. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so this is a rose of Pinot Noir, 2021, and it's technically California designated because it's um, half from Russian River and half from Santa Lucia Highlands. It's a barrel from neutral barrel fermented. Um, and it's actually a combination of the table juice or the free run juice and then, um, and then the Sanye. So the bleed about 24, 36 hours. Um, but because it's the Santa Lucia Highlands, that's from the Clarice label. As you may remember, Clarice uses a lot of whole cluster. So it's getting 36, um, hours on, you know, 80% whole cluster which I think adds a really fun complexity to it yeah. along with the neutral barrels, giving it this rounded feel, but it's dry. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so, just, so can yeah, well, so, behind yeah. the, behind the velvet curtain here. So mm-hmm. Adam puts the whole cluster Clarice into a tank mm-hmm. and then 36 what? hours after that, whatever juice is in there drains off to make the rosé. Yep. Or a percentage of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other half is from the vineyard that I sourced from here in Russian River, Green Valley. It's called Lakeview. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other half of and, this. And did you use the same technique? Not a lot of whole cluster. I used about 15%. But for the rosé part? Uh, yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting concept. You know, I mean, obviously you can do it with yeah. Pinot where you couldn't do it with other things. But Well, I, you know, 
where that the color comes from that i imagine yeah. this mm-hmm. is like beautiful color that you're picking up with that like i mean it's essentially uh 36 hours of skin contact yeah. also right. right you have right. the whole cluster you have the skin yeah but as opposed to getting yeah. in and walking on it and whatnot where you're actually breaking it totally it's just it's just yeah. what's happened during the processing right mm-hmm. yeah. cold soak too yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah it's uh it's super interesting yeah it's it's the that might have been a secret that Adam didn't want exposed. I know. The whole cluster? No. No, the way of the rosé right. making. Oh, no, it's that, fine. That juice. <laughs> but, yeah. We're just trying to have fun. Um, and uh, I mean, and this is yeah. this is fun. It's been really well decorated. It was um, the Press Democrat Wine of the Week when, she, when uh, Peg did rosé. And that was cool because that was my first, like, outside review i mean of course my mom says it's good but then to have a stranger who doesn't have to protect your feelings (laughs) say like oh my gosh this is really good um that was cool and it was in wine enthusiast in an article it was in spectator in an article and how much a bottle is that uh it's this 27 and the 2022 you're gonna you said you're gonna bottle soon when will you next week uh january okay yeah um this is actually available at bottle barn and I have a couple of uh, accounts you. that still have it. <laughs> like Brian, the show's not going to air for about ten days. Brian's got ten days to get to Bottle Barn, buy it out, and be like, "It was at Bottle Barn." <laughs> yeah, Barry has the last of it. Um, Jackson's uh, Bar and Oven; they also yeah. carry it, and then um, the Fountain Grove Club, but that's a private um, space. So, so now, I'm what right. was the first wine that you made? Uh, so. This this red wine here in is our that, glass is that okay? This so this one. is my okay. inaugural vintage. Okay, okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And so you, and so, tell me the thought process. What what do I want to make, and how am I going to go about this? Sure. Um, well, and, obviously, and, and, and because I did listen to your podcast with MJ, mm-hmm. fill in a little bit, you know, about um, some of the other experiences. Your your experiences working for wineries, so that way you know it helps with the context of sure. where where the inspiration came from. Yeah. So after uh, Silver Oak in the tasting room, I went to Costa Brown and did marketing there. Dan and Michael were still there. It was after the first sale, and then I left shortly after the second. So I was there for about two years. And um, and my job there was sending Dan and Michael out into the world to promote KB. But because we were such a small team uh, during harvest, I would go over to production and help them sort fruit. Um, I would be the annoying little sister and just ask all these questions to the then seller master, now winemaker, Julian Halsepian. You know, what are you doing today? What about those grapes you brought in yesterday? What's happening to that? You know, just and uh, little sister, little sister, indeed. I've, I've got yeah. some some uh, experience in that. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, and so um, so so worked at KB and asked them questions. And I loved that camaraderie and that energy around production. Um, but I know that grapes are an early morning gig and I'm a night owl. And so I just like I I can't. I can't wake up that early <laughs> all the time. I just can't. Um, now I'm a little older, and and then when I started working with Adam, I kind of had to. And so, so since I was already, Wait a minute, yeah, you were working for Adam at yeah. that point, so that you had to. Let's I put had to wake up early. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the, this peanuts. I'm so happy delicious. today. This is so great. <laughs> Hooray! Um, and so. So then 
you know, work, waking up early and, mm. and just, I don't know, being able to set an alarm now, it's, um, it's easier. And it's such a short time that you really do have to wake up that early. But anyway, so um, went from KB, I did a year at Martinelli, helping them um, just kind of with everything. Again, another small team. Um, but then spent five years at Hall, Hall Wines over in Napa. Um, but they also have Walt and Baca. And uh, that was just an amazing experience, quite honestly. I mean, uh, working with Catherine, working with that team, I did so many different things. Um, Catherine and Craig, they wrote a book called A Perfect Score, and they wanted it to become a New York Times bestseller. And so I was in charge of doing that. <laughs> and uh, and we did. We got number 11. I say it was so good. I got number one twice. <laughs> and, um, and then we went out on a book tour, Catherine and I, and just traveled the country. We went from Hawaii to Boston to Miami and Seattle and Arizona or, yeah, Arizona, Google, Amazon, um, Western Union. She's really good friends with the president of Western Union. Sure, why not? You want to remember you wanna... when I asked the question, "How do you get rich living in California?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, people from Google and, <laughs> and Amazon and Amazon, yeah. right? And you just go do tastings there. So I think that with this person in particular, those people at Amazon and Google and Western Union got rich because they knew Catherine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so was Pino? I mean, at some point you said, I'm going to make my wine, my own wine one mm -hmm, of these days. Mm -hmm. One, where was that at that you said yeah. that to yourself? And was it always going to be Pinot or was there something that kind of pushed you in the Pinot way? Sure. Those are, those are great questions. Um, so, so yeah, so working at all of these different wineries. So I went from Hall to working with Adam. So that's my 10 year career pretty much. And, um, and even though all of those wines are very different in styles, um, they all hold quality over quantity. And and so that created my my palette and my foundation. And so then when I started doing everything Adam was doing, you know, walking the vineyards, tasting the tanks, um, blending, helping him with blending. And I'm I'm a Leo and I'm competitive. Um, I'm, you know, one of eight kids. You gotta fight for your food. And and so um, so I just wanted I was ready then to to do it too. Because I mean, if I'm already doing it, why wouldn't I just do it? Um and so it was actually Adam though who encouraged me more so in the not not in the Pinot, obviously that's his specialty, but I've always just love Pinot. I mean, it's so expressive and different and and varied. You know, I mean, you can have five different Pinots, even just our Pinots that we make with within our portfolio, um, Clarice Beaumarchais and Marie Brelin. I mean, you try them all next to each other and they're all very different Pinots, which is so cool. Um, where for me, I mean, I love Napa Cab, but then it's like, okay, yeah, there's, you know, tannin and oak, there's yeah. tannin and oak, there's tannin and oak. Um, and so, although I do still want to make a Cabernet someday, <laughs> probably not from Napa from though. Where? Because, yeah, I was going to say, from where? Um, I'm thinking Alexander Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Napa's, you know, still trying to figure out how to get rich in California. So can't do the Napa, <laughs> Napa cab yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, so it was Adam though. He actually, um, came over to my house. He had a, a, um, a Shiner bottle 
And he uh, he was like, oh, I want you to try something. I'm like, great, what is it? He's like, you tell me. I'm like, okay. You know, and I look at the glass and I'm like, well, it's a red wine. <laughs> and he's like, yes. And he's all, what varietal does it taste like? And so we just start kind of talking about, you know, the wine. And he's like, where where do you think it's from? You know, is it um, Paso? Is it Temecula? Is it, you know, I'm like, oh, no, this tastes like Napa. It tastes mountain, mountain fruit. Um, but but it's elegant, like it's not like a Napa cab, but it's a Napa cab. And it turned out to be a mountainside vineyard made by Roar Winery who had gotten um, a ton of Sacroche fruit from Hall. And so, um, so I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he came over a couple days later with another shiner and same thing it was and I guessed it again it was a um uh Zinfandel from Russian River that Roar got from um Mike Officer at Carlisle Winery and and so yeah. we, we got to get him <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you do. Oh, he's lovely. Um and uh and so so that was kind of like that boost of confidence cuz I don't know. It was not necessarily like imposter syndrome, but I mean, only your mom thinks that your shit doesn't stink, you know? And so, so I was like, I met my mother. <laughs> you met my mother. <laughs> okay. And Sam's mom, <laughs> but otherwise. And so to have that, that boost of, of confidence and encouragement in my own palate and, in in the fact that, yeah, I haven't been doing winemaking at all in my 10 years, but that doesn't mean I don't know wine. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I can't not do it. And so, so then I was like, all right, Adam, will you sell me some barrels for like really cheap? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I think we can work something out. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, and then thus Marie Breland began. And vineyard sourcing became, was there specific vineyards that you wanted to work with? Or was there things that sometimes it's like, okay, these things are around. I can play around with these things. Sure. Um, I wanted to do Russian River. I wanted uh, to be closer to the vineyard. We source um, for Clarice down in Santa Lucia Highlands, for Beaumarche down in Clopepe. And so, I mean, that's full day drives. And I I didn't want to wait one month to go back into the vineyard because I'm in, I'm in that learning curve right now. And I want to see everything that's going on. I've spent seven hours in the vineyard. want to see Walking. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? For what again? Yeah. For who? <laughs> for who? For what? <laughs> Precisely. I want to see yeah. it for realsies. Yeah. And, um, and so, I mean, I spent seven hours in my vineyard walking row by row, vine by vine, looking at each cluster and saying, all right, you got to go or come on guys, work with me here. Like, or what's going on or come on, shoot, you're carrying way too much fruit. Like you're not going to be able to ripen all that. (laughs) And so going through and dropping, dropping the fruit as needed. But, um, so wanting to be somewhere close where I could be more hands-on, um, was really important to me. And honestly, I just love the Russian River. I mean, that was the first wine where I got, you know, red rose petals. It wasn't just wine or alcohol. It was, oh my gosh, like there are flavors in this. This is so cool. And so that always held a special part um, for me. And uh, and then so Adam um, knows Jim Pratt because he used to get Sexton fruit, Sexton Vineyard fruit. And so reached out to Jim and said, hey, do you have anything in the Russian River? And then that's what led um, me to Lakeview. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about this wine that we're drinking right now, which is 
My Russian 21, River. Yep. Right? 2000 or yeah. 21 yeah. Russian River. Yeah. And it was only, so I'm very small production. My rosé is 108 cases. This Russian River is 150. Um, and then my single vineyard is only four barrels. So, um, so this one, I had eight barrels from the four tons that I picked in um, 21 from Lakeview and four barrels uh, during blending. I chose to go into a single vineyard and then I wanted to make another Russian River, but I wanted to add some other fruit into it because otherwise it's just another single vineyard <laughs> and, and not so much a Russian River. And so, um, so I reached out, I make my wine at Grand Cru. And I reached out to our production manager and said, um, you know, hey, I'm looking for one, maybe two barrels of some Russian River Pinot, if you hear of anyone who has some. And he got back to me and said, well, we actually have some. I said, oh, great. You know, can I get a sample? And so I'm at the winery with him and and I'm like, so where's this from? He's all, I can't tell you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, a fancy man with a fancy vineyard had some leftover fruit and yeah. said, if I pick it, you guys make it and then we'll split it. And so um, we loved the fruit. It was really good. And, or we loved the juice. And, uh, and so decided to do two barrels. And so making it a six barrel blend. And it comes out to about 60% uh, new oak and 30% whole cluster. So yeah. does does Grand Cru may have a brand? They don't. No. They don't. So yeah. it's purely a custom crush facility mm -hmm. there, right? Yeah. And is that where the other Clarice is made? No, Clarice is at uh, Sugarloaf, and okay. Beaumarche was at Grape Wagon. Oh, nothing so we like, were... <laughs> like keeping everything close, <laughs> yeah. keeping it complicated. I know yeah. <laughs> all the miles on the car. You have no yeah. idea. It's... Well, you guys have ideas, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, we don't go to. Santa Lucia Highlands, though. <laughs> yeah, or or Santa Rita Hills. Or Santa Rita Hills. Yeah. They're both big yeah. commitments. Yeah. yeah, they are. Um, I know Adam, back in his Siduri days, he would, you know, leave at 3 in the morning, go check out Santa Lucia, drive down to Santa Rita Hills, stay the night, check it out in the morning, and then get a flight out of Oakland to Oregon to go check out that fruit, and then come back home and hit the hit the tanks and then do it again on Friday. It was insane. That's brutal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. I love, you know what's what's interesting is my first sip of this wine is on the finish. It tasted like I was in a cellar. Hmm. And I think that has to do with your um, oak. Mm -hmm. um, but in a really nice way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I'm I'm really excited about is my my oak program yeah. which will will get more experience of that in in my lake view um but with with this i mean i you know i didn't know the vineyard adam's never been in lakeview vineyard mm. and so it was kind of like what kind of barrels do we put it in and uh and so my thought was all of them <laughs> let's let's try them all do the smorgasbord and and see how they play out and so there's some francois frere there's some beyond um and then we also got uh one of the barrel reps that adam knows reached out and said hey if i give you a couple of these barrels for free and you give me a case i know is yes 
(laughs) (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) The answer is yes. I'll give you my first kid. (laughs) The answer is yes. Uh, It'll be cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and so he just needed a case of wine to then go out and and rep the barrel because it was new. And I can't Uh, pronounce it. It's like, you know, Claude de Bois and and Sonier and stuff. Um, But it's it's like Truel, T-R-E. Troy. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. But I... I can't. Yeah, you got to watch that guy, yeah. that sales rep. He's <laughs> Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I, boy. I, I'm, I'm like saying that, hoping that Paul's listening, but right. I'm sure that he's not. No, Paul's. I'd love awesome. to make a barrel of Cabernet in your barrel. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Paul, I got some ideas. You can take it anywhere you want, Paul. Yeah, I'll give you a case. <laughs> you can, I'll give you two no cases. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I When I bought more than one barrel every five years, Right. Um, I used to buy quite a bit of, we used to buy a lot, quite a few barrels from Paul and yeah, he, he's, he's an awesome salesman. What I love about Paul is he's always looking to help out winemakers or growers like on social media. He's always saying, Hey, anybody have any Cabernet? I got a client that's looking for something or likewise, I know about some grapes and, um, I mean, from a sales rep, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That is yeah. integrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, mm-hmm. like good Oak. Yeah. Well integrated. <laughs> right. <exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> Very fine grain. <laughs> that man. <laughs> and so you're using like really nice oak. And then so mm-hmm. let's talk about the fact that you're putting screw cap on yeah. these wines. Mm-hmm. And price points. Yeah. So the um the Russian River and the stray dogs are fifty and my single vineyard seventy. And yes, definitely meant to age the screw cap. It's the um it's not the the copper, it's the Serenex that's mm-hmm. breathable. Um, but that was, I thought that I was going to put a court closure, but supply chain. <laughs> and So this wasn't intentional. <laughs> it wasn't, but now because because I have screw cap, now I'm now I'm on board. Now I'm right. like, okay, at least I know that anybody who buys this wine will never have a corked bottle. Yes. And so wait a minute. So we know that Adam kind of put a, you know, he put himself out there and said no more corks at some point. Did did you say to him, say, well, I'm doing cork closure? And mm-hmm. was there a conversation around that? No, not necessarily. Um, he he was actually fine with it. I mean, so with my brand, it's all it's all me. It's all my decision yeah. and stuff. When when it comes to Clarice members and events and stuff, I mean, we can argue over the length of time, and yeah. but he's the final decider. Um, and so he's he's a great sounding board and he's good advice and yeah. and you know he tells me like hey you need to order your barrels i'm like ah oh, shit thanks you know right. and and so i mean it's it's more so with that um and then and then you know i mean this year unfortunately i had a stuck fermentation and so obviously hey adam what do i do so i mean that's when he comes into play and it was so funny at the winery you know i'm talking to all these different winemakers because it's a custom crush and I'm like yeah i have a stuck fermentation and everybody oh no 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 it's not stuck it's just sluggish i'm like it's not voldemort like yeah. <laughs> you know the, the activity that must not be named <laughs> no fermentation that's the activity nothing's happening right now guys like once we call it what it is <laughs> then we can address the problem and uh, and then we fixed it and um, and got it going again and now it's dry and tasting delicious. But yeah, um, but yeah. I, I so think there was a lot of that this year. Yeah. I think there was a lot of weird fermentations this year. I agree. Yeah. And and so we consult for about six other wineries as well. And and we saw it. 
I mean, at all of the places, um, around 10, seven bricks or so is where it got kind of stinky. Things, things would get a little squirrely. Yeah. And then, um, and so we think that, but it was interesting because the, the nutrients looked good. I mean, the numbers looked good and seemed like it should go fine. But, um, so we think that there's some sort of micronutrient from the drought that just hasn't, mm. you know, been registered and, but you give it a little bit of yeast food and, and then it's happy and then it carried on, um, huh. which is great. So that's a $50 Pinot right there. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's available at Bottle Barn as well. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Barry. <laughs> Can we, uh, uh, what's next? Stray Dogs? Yeah. Stray dogs next? Yeah. So Stray Dogs. You're making this me is... wait on the red. I love that red poppy so much. Just the label. <laughs> I'm just seeing it. Like, I'll, I'll wait for the red poppy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that. I mean, you know how they say they're all your kids, they're all your favorite, blah, blah, blah. But this one's like acting the best right now. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, I love them all, but I mean, this one's like, you know, what I set out to make and and what I wanted to do. And it's all four of just my fruit and my barrels. And and the I think that the juice that I got from um, Grand Cru was a perfect complement to my to my Lakeview um, because they used less new oak and more whole cluster and you know I mean it was just a very well made wine. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, photo time, photo op, <laughs> and um, and so it's great and it makes it very different than my Lakeview. So it's a wonderful yeah. complement. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do now in 22 because I don't think I'll get that same juice. So it will change, but, you know, always committed to making a good Where wine. Where was it course. from? Did you ever find out? And you just can't tell us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did find out. Um, okay. So I actually said. We're not that, recording or anything. You can say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody totally listens. Fine. Nobody listens. <laughs> off, <laughs> off the record, right? Yeah. Totally. So, so I was talking to someone else a couple of days later and I'm like, at the winery, I was like, oh, hey, so I'm going to be getting some of that Pinot fruit that you guys made. And he goes, oh, the Heinz Vineyard? I'm like, yep, <laughs> that one. You yep. bet. Yep. Super excited. Yep. Yeah, he's a fancy guy with a fancy Fancy, yeah. fancy wine. <laughs> fancy vineyard. Yep, that's fancy fruit. That works. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, and then, but just with the yields being so low in 22, I don't really know how exit. I mean, even my yields were low. I was trying to get more and actually got less this year. Um, but I am doing a Zinfandel in 22, so that's exciting. Um, so still have stuff stuff happening. But wait, where is that coming from? Uh, the Zinfandel, it's from Windsor. This uh, it was 75 year old vines um, on Jensen. Um, so kind of this, it's actually in this housing development, and and then all of a sudden it's just a bunch of vines. But um, they actually tore up the vineyard um, now that it's all gone. And they had 110-year-old Zinfandel and they had like 50-year-old Sauvignon Blanc. Um, but it turns out that my block was the only one that got ripe this year. And um, and I think that's just because I was in it and I was dropping fruit and I was, you know, paying attention and, and you know, making quality and helping the vines. And yeah. so that made it easier. But yeah. It was rough that heat spike, you know, that we all had and know and dreaded. Um, that that loss made me lose about twenty percent of my um, my fruit from my one acre. Yeah, yeah. But I still have five barrels, and and I'm really excited about it. Jeff Cohn, he makes his wine over who? at Grant. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> no, Jeff who? No. He's he's new to the industry as right. well. <laughs> has Does his he... own 
his own little label. (laughs) (laughs) So he would walk by when I'm tasting my Zinfandel tank and he was like, oh, what are your numbers? What's this? And I'd show him my ETS report. And and then by the end. Saved him a bunch of money. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's where they're running about right now. Good, good. Exactly. (laughs) And and uh, and he's like, I'm really jealous of this lot. This is fantastic. And he's like, what barrels are you putting it in? I'm like this one and this one. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. So I'm like, yay. Yeah, I'm really excited about that Zin. Um, yeah, got a little drunk off of it when I was pressing it from tank into barrel. <laughs> Just sat there with a picture of it. I'm like, this is like a bottle of wine. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> it is fun when they taste that good coming out of the press. Yeah. Okay, so this wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about. My stray to- totally, dogs. Totally, totally different. different. Totally yeah. different. And, and I really like it. Um, I don't know if it's the Central Coast aspect or is it more stems or something? Yes Uh, and yes. Okay. Yeah. So it is from Central Coast. So the idea behind the Stray Dogs wines um, are that, uh, so Adam and I, we blend Clarice, Beaumarchais, Marie Brelin, and we know that some barrels don't make the final blends for various reasons, not based on their quality, but just whatever Style, whatever yeah. and uh, just numbers right mm-hmm. you need this you need that and then mm-hmm. there's there's stray dogs yep yeah. so we take those stray barrels and make stray dogs so that's really fun because then we get to cross blend um you know Beaumarchais Clopepi you keep that as Clopepi I mean that's obviously a single vineyard fruit and wine and and then uh, Rosella's and Gary's Vineyard from Clarice again I mean you don't really cross Clopepi and Gary's um, but this is the opportunity to do so and so this is Clopepi and Gary's and Rosella's because I use all of my Murray Breland for my specific labels but um, but then you get Philippe Camby's winemaking style which is you know more new oak um, picked more ripe you got Adam's um winemaking style mm-hmm. <laughs> for um you know more whole cluster picking less ripe i mean it's just really fun to put it together and we had about 10 barrels to choose from and and went with six so this is about 125 cases and it's the what's and, the yeah what's the 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 benefit charity benefit yes, out of it right yes so um this wine will benefit um animal shelters so when someone buys online or in California, I donate to the Humane Society here in Sonoma County. Um, but if a distributor picks it up in, you know, Nevada or New York, um, then I find a Humane Society local to to that town and then donate there. Cool. And then so the picture of the dog on the label is my dog Stout. Stout. Yeah. And we, and we before we went on air, we talked about, can we talk about Stray Cat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Stray Cats, um, that's a new wine being bottled next month. And it is um, three barrels of a Muscadel. And so from Sonoma. Um, I don't from Sonoma right. Valley. Okay. I can okay, hear so, Brian salivating. Right. <laughs> right. So I don't know that I've ever, just like 100% right there, Muscadel. Brian, like <laughs> I don't know yeah. that I've ever had I, French. Maybe yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know that there was enough muscadel in California to make 100 percent muscadel. Right. So sure. how did you find that? Uh, so again, it's a. Sorry, I don't want to take no, this off. Fine. No, <laughs> it's fine. fine. Um, so it's a stray cat. So it's a, a white wine, and um, and it was three barrels of a client that they had that they didn't um, that they didn't feel it met 
their wines. Well, because what were they doing with it? Uh, so it's a white wine blend. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they don't have a hundred percent muscadel. Right. So they just had yeah. this extra barrels, and you were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, cool!" And Straight it was cats. and it was in yeah. it was Straight in barrels. Strut, man. Yeah. And it was in neutral barrels. Yes. Okay. Yep. And um and uh yeah, it's it's great. I'll tell you our client off air. Um Brian's like, okay. <laughs> why didn't you bring any? <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have brought a sample. Now now I know. All good. Um but unfortunately it was you know, it's a good way of guaranteeing a second appearance on the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. When is it bottled? Like, <laughs> okay, so you, back can, for the stray cats. you can come on January fifteenth. <laughs> yeah. We already we already got the intro with the stray cat strut. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the cat on the label is is our cat Simba, who's a orange white tabby. And so, you know, he just fits the the wine perfectly and um yeah so it's okay. exciting and then again cool. another you know donation to to animal shelters yeah. that was one thing when i worked with Catherine, um she was just you know such a giving person and and i got to see just the benefits and be a part of it and i mean we all know it's you know hard to make any money in the wine industry but um, with these wines, you know, it's because they're the stray barrels, it's a little easier to find a way to give back. And so um, there are so many great causes, um, but animals always warm my heart and, you know, love love the dogs more than the people. We are, rec- we are recording on Giving Tuesday. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. so that's true. Yeah. It's not going to air for a week and a half or whatever. <laughs> but by then you would have all, you will have all given. Right. So Indeed. Indeed they would have. Proudly. Yeah, I can't wait for the next wine because these are all fucking great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, the 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 anticipation on the red poppies because this is the one she's super <laughs> excited about. I know. Like, I it kind of keeps like it feels like it keeps moving further away <laughs> down the table. Like, what the yeah. fuck's up with that? Well, can I say that thank you for serving the wines at the at the at this really nice temperature too? Yeah, I think yeah, that's I really important. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even, I mean, because I live in Windsor, so I had a 45-minute drive here and packed um, the rosé next to an ice pack. Yeah. Got to keep that a little cooler. Yeah. So what came first? Uh, Or who was the golfer first? Or was that something Mm. mutual that you both... Yeah. Like, we've those of us that follow you on social media, we see a lot of the places you guys play quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Were one of you into it and the other one started playing? Or was that... Yeah, um, you both fallen in love with it. Oh, uh, we, uh, yeah, that love hate relationship with golf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we hate that we love it. Oh, yeah, I do hate that part. Of it. I do. Yeah. Um, so uh, we both had our own bags. Um, I had this, you know, bag in a box from you know some play it again whatever Adam had this hodgepodge of clubs that you know he'd picked up over the years. But it was COVID that that got me out, and um, and so I used to go to Healdsburg Taman, and would just walk um, walk that, and that was my exercise. And Adam did the Peloton bike, which is great. And Have you played that course? No, Healdsburg Taman. Add it to the list. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's a fun course. Go walk it. I mean, it's been years for right. me, but. Yeah, it's um, yeah to walk it, and then I would carry my bag. Now I I ride as often as I can because who's going to carry my drink, you know? <laughs> but that's <laughs> well, also you know, I like I I love to play golf, but especially like the 
just playing your regular course, there's a piece of it like I don't necessarily care as much about the score as like if I can finish in three hours and, you know, get back to work or get back to mm-hmm. family or mm-hmm. the next fun adventure, whatever it is, I'm totally down. Get in the golf cart. Yeah. Get your three hours in. Yeah. Go on to your next the you know next adventure. Mm-hmm. Over uh, Thanksgiving, we went to Top Golf. Ooh, have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had no idea how how cool it was because right. of how it scores you and stuff and all the mm-hmm. data in this day and age of data and right. um, it was really cool. But I guess the closest thing for us is Sacramento. So, or uh, yeah, the Roseville location. Ro- Rose- yeah. yeah. Um, Adam and I, we actually just golfed at the Giant Stadium. I did right. that too. Yeah, that was so. Isn't yeah. it? Oh my god. That, I mean, it wasn't really. It it did no like in no way satiated my desire to play golf. Like I just wanted to play actual golf afterward. Sure. Yeah. But it was so cool. I got we we did like a really we were a like a seven twenty like third group out early in the morning. Yeah. Just being in the ballpark at seven in the morning when nobody else was there was a cool. <laughs> yeah. the, the, it was totally worth the hundred dollars a ticket or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 And it was fun, too, because you got to go to different areas mm-hmm. that you don't normally see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the chipping off of the platform on the view level, so the, the oh. upper deck. Scary. Were was, you scared? It was fucking terrifying. I was, te- I was I thought, like, I, I like, you're like. Don't swing too hard. You're like swinging. <laughs> you're like, no, nah, I'm going to get that like, close. You're like trying to stay on your back leg. Yeah, you know? no, you're I, absolutely right. I'm not like I fall forward playing golf. You know, like I've totally. never no. never swung a golf club and fallen forward. If anything, but I definitely felt like I was going to fall yeah, fucking right. five stories down to the. Uh, oh my yeah, gosh, was, Sam, you hit was, it on that the was head. So, that, That's and like exactly. it got kind of like vertigo too, yeah. right? It was like, yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't ever have to swing a golf club on the top of the yeah. deck. My first ball. I actually got a par on that but then my second one I um I just didn't even go with a full swing because I felt that I was gonna just topple over the edge and yeah and then you know go to my death so it was just this such a weak ass swing you know uh, on my uh, second yeah. one I'm like ah, I, I just can't do yeah, it yeah you're like going into it, you're like oh I'm gonna Hit a ball off the top, and you're like, hit yeah. the hell out of it. And, and it was gonna, the longest distance, yeah, and 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 it was no, it yeah. was awful. Oh no, I think I'm not the, I think my first one may have landed like in the stands <laughs> below because I was just like, it's like, like okay, I'm just gonna putt this. <laughs> totally, totally. It's just a bump and run. <laughs> yeah, bump and run, a 140 yards right. to left field. <laughs> yeah. As Precisely. opposed to hitting the car path, you hit the stairs on the yeah. first level. Right. Yeah. You're really hoping for a good bounce. But but that experience was like top golf, you know, where you have yeah. these targets yeah. that you're supposed to hit on the field from these different tee boxes set up around. Yeah. It was really, really neat. It was it was it was totally fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Enter through the Gotham Club. You know, it was oh yeah. yeah. It was cool. I love that we're drinking wine today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Brian, you don't have to go to work because you're already at work. Uh, it's my day off. He's off today. Matter of fact. Oh, thanks for to coming in. Deal with a drywaller at my house. So this is your day off from your day off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I've had finally wines got the red from, poppy. I know. <laughs> And I've had wines from all of these different vineyards. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I think, um, KB. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking amazing. Thank you.
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're all showing very well right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which I remember when I, cause, uh, so this Lakeview, the red poppy, it gets a hundred percent new oak. And, um, and so I remember the first time I put it in, in barrel. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Say that again. This is in a hundred percent new oak. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, and when I first tried it out of barrel in the Francois Frere, it was just this overwhelming amount of oak. And I'm just like, oh shit, I ruined my wine. Especially like, from that barrel, right? right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Adam was like, it's okay. It's, it's practically impossible to over oak Pinot. It absorbs it. Just relax. Like, you know, it's, it's just starting out. He's like, it's surprising because Syrah is actually really easy to over oak. And you would think that a big right. tannic wine could absorb that and kind of, you know, play with it a little bit more. But, um, and so, so I'm like, okay, but this tastes really oaky. <laughs> and right. then, um, and and then a couple of months go by and then it and, just starts to integrate and it just really integrated right. i i really liked the beyond barrels um they had this really cool vanilla note that i just fell in love with so i increased my beyond order this year um and then francois frere i met with the rep and i'm like you know i mean it's good i'm just not sure how much i'm loving it and so we talked and chatted about my um it ages for 10 months and she was like oh you can really see more benefit with you know 12 15 months right. I'm like oh that's too long i need to get it a bottle and right. and move it and so isn't so we changed sorry to interrupt no? you but isn't it fascinated how certain barrels lend themselves to a shorter aging process mm -hmm. and some that the, they they need like that solid year and a half yeah. to kind of show themselves and it that's is. why the sales reps are so yeah. important mm -hmm. because those guys get to taste all the different levels yeah and they know it and yeah. and then my sales rep she was a she was also a winemaker um she worked for Toomey and uh and so it was you know i mean she she's like i know this vineyard i know these barrels um let, let me help you figure out what you're looking for. And so we talked for a bit and then, um, and then, so we changed it up this year, um, the Francois Frere. And then I love the Troy, the Troy, the Troy barrels. I love those. So I increased that this year as well. Specifically, where is Lakeview? Yeah. So it's uh, just past Kiefer Ranch out on Green Valley Road in Sebastopol. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. out there. Yeah. And uh, my neighbors, the other people who source from it, um, to me, uh, James McPhail, um, Gary Farrell, and uh, 100 Acre is actually starting a Pinot program that yeah. most consumers will probably never see. And <laughs> ding that harder. 100 Acres secret Pinot program. You heard it here first. Is that a thing? It is now, apparently. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll never see it. Yeah. I mean, so, unless you're on the 100 Acre list, Brian. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now. Um, yeah, actually, we found out about it because um, Bob Cabral's their consulting winemaker, and we were chatting with him, and so uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, uh, ding." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who else can I, like, I name? John. I like it when the, the guests play along on the ding. Well, <laughs> you know what? And, and I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, I think Bob Cabral was the winemaker or the consulting winemaker for the Game of Thrones. He was wine. or is. 
Yeah. Oh, snap. Well, we're fucked. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but wait for the Pinot. Because that one was in the Pinot, right? It's in a burgundy bottle. I thought it looked different. Yeah. But. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure. Did Whatever. Bobby Everything did. tastes I'm like sure shit did. after four the, 19 crimes oh my God. bottles. <laughs> we can't be blamed. <laughs> yeah. Our palates were skewed. I, Sorry, Bob. You have no <laughs> idea. Like, Bob, we want you to come back on. We do. Chubador yeah. <laughs> like, is some beautiful wines. Let's, oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's and like, I'm just like, pretend oh, like Bob listens to every show and, and worry about it. Um, <laughs> it. Yeah, his Chardonnay is like crack. Speaking, yeah. speaking of which, <laughs> it is it's his. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, the Bob Cabral yet. Chardonnay. Yeah. Is, um, yeah. I'm not allowed to purchase anymore. But, um, <laughs> but did you have you? Does he have a restraining of, order against you too? No, or? my wife has a restraining order against my wallet. <laughs> at one oh, at one twenty a bottle. Yeah. Even the and uh, so the first couple yeah. times it was like no 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 but all the profits go to um good cause like children's charities mm-hmm, and all this mm-hmm, stuff and mm-hmm. so that that worked for a little bit but mm-hmm. so. yeah. like, brian you don't <laughs> care about charity that much <laughs> but have you, being that you're doing wines and and the places that you worked have you thought about chardonnay or is that something that does not excite you at all? um not chardonnay no i would probably say uh, i so i wanted to do a sauvignon blanc this year but with the yields and the vineyard that I was looking at, we just decided it should all go to the Bookers because um, we also make wine for them. And and so so then I was just like, bummer, I don't have a white wine now. Um, and then when that Muscadel came along, yeah. it was like, perfect. That's about what I wanted, you know, 75, 100 cases. And something just because people expect a white wine, they like a white wine. Um, so it was winemaker dinner. Yeah, that's really it. Cause yeah. otherwise I'm like, well, I have Pinot or Pinot right. <laughs> and then more you Pinot do a duck salad. <laughs> you want. Yeah. 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 Wait, um, get that. Wait, where's duck the duck book. salad on the menu? Oh, it... the quack. Yeah. What was it? Duck. The, the, the whole, whole duck. The whole duck. Oh yeah. The whole duck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. get it for Christmas if you haven't already. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. And so. So then to have a white wine and the rosé, you know, works as like the reception welcome wine. Um, and Although so, I would want to pair that rosé with food mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I have. Was, um, I mean, it had the structure and the salad Lyonnaise. Totally. Egg oh, and yeah, bacon. totally. I actually really You're like it this, with Brian. like a curry, <laughs> um, like Ooh. the cauliflower curry yeah. at Jackson's. Oh, yeah. That's really good with it. Yeah. I have this um, one customer who bought six bottles and then he sends me a picture every time he pairs it with something different. He's like, it just keeps showing up against the shrimp with this tomato gazpacho, which this yeah. with this lemon and prosciutto. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm like, thanks, order more. Yeah. <laughs> this is about the time of the show when I regret our 11 o'clock a.m. start times on these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> like, start to get a little bit hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rosé and sparkling wine are th- those are the two that when you you know things that are a little bit challenging in terms of food pairing. Yeah. Usually, if you throw a sparkling or a rosé at it, you're, yeah. in, you're in good shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So excited to have that white wine added to the portfolio. Not, I mean, seventy five cases isn't much, but um, hopefully, so, I get to use it a bit. Okay. Did we talk about this wine? The Lakeview. Uh, the Lakeview. No, we have. Is fantastic. Yeah. I, want to see it in five years totally um yeah that's one thing that's hard for me too though is that 
wine normally just ages on my seat on the way home. Right. <laughs> and then it's eight like, hours. This, average this bottle. This is so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's yeah. have it now. Average bottle of wine is consumed within eight hours of purchase. Mm-hmm. Right. I totally. believe it. Yeah. And uh, it is. I mean, you could totally drink it now. Yeah. But it needs. It'll, if, if you do yeah. decant it. Um, yeah. Give right. it some time. Drink the rosé first as it sits and opens up. Yeah. That's, that was such a wise selling tactic right there. <laughs> Don't buy one bottle. Buy wise choice. Of words. <laughs> Throw in an extra. Yeah. Take two bottles of the rosé. Yeah. You never know what what's going to happen. <laughs> Sure. By the way, it is well, one nothing U.S. Don't, over. don't, don't. It first I'm, of all, what are you gonna? Sorry, you're gonna are go we winning? watch it. Yeah, I'm recording. Oh. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, but I we're only winning? said one. It's only <laughs> at least one. we didn't spoil it for the other people because at least <laughs> right. the yeah. ten days. Oh, wait for now. <laughs> that was safe with that. <laughs> sorry. I have something to look forward to. Now nah, you got in. Doesn't don't pay attention yeah, until after you get out of the group it's round. It's not going right? to be a zero zero tie. That was a, a zero zero win. No, it was a zero zero win. We won that game zero zero. Don't you get it? I mean, as, yeah. As much as ever football, the zero zero win is hard. Is hard to get around. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, Sorry to hate on soccer for a second. We, we didn't lose. We didn't lose. We won. No, I didn't lose. <laughs> well, this is, this is can we talk game. about your your back label copy a little bit? Because yeah. I, I I love uh, it's so it's like talking to you. Sam, Sam likes this. Says, "Hey, good looking." Four in a row. I figured it must be real. Um, so so the hey, good looking. Um, that actually, I thought of that when. Um, so when you drive into the Hall St. Helena parking lot, one of the first signs you see is a, a sign that says, "Hi, you look nice today." And and it just made me smile like every time you see it. And it's like they obviously can't see me. They don't know that I'm in sweats or my hair is a mess or whatever, whatever. But it just made me feel good. And so that's why like, hey, good looking. Like, love you. Thanks for holding my wine. I want to be friends. I mean, like you said, I want to talk to you. I think this is a missed marketing opportunity. I mean, so many people just say, like, here's wine produced and bottled. And it's like. Tell me about this. I mean, especially like with so many different styles of wine now, is this dry? Is this oaky? Should I, I mean, I should honestly say something like, please decant me <laughs> and stuff right. like, you know, but, but then you um, never know when they're going to buy it. That's right. true too. Right. Or open it and, yeah. and stuff too. But, um, but yeah, so I think, I well, think this is a, a fun time to to be able to chat with them since, you know, if you're buying it at a retail shop in Arizona, um, I, I don't get to talk to you. You don't get to know me and my personality. And since I'm new and people don't really know me yet, um, this is another time for me to be able to give a little bit of my personality. Cause I, I think that that's one of the things that people buy wine for. I mean, they buy it for the label first, which is, frustrating or the price point first and then the label right i I, you know if i saw the three of them on the shelf i'm grabbing the red poppy every time (laughs) i mean i love the poppies in general but the red poppy you're even using the red mic it matches you (laughs) should have been wearing my red shirt do i have a red shirt (laughs) 
You you have a lot of shirts that yeah. have red in them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the 43 other colors. <laughs> All right, so how do, besides going to Bottle Barn, which isn't going to do you any good by the time this comes out anyway, um, where do people get a hold of your wine? Um, mostly my website. Um, I am uh, also, my Russian River is at Little Saint. Oh, um, cool. yeah, my stray dogs is also at the fountain grove. Um, I am in Arizona, um, and Missouri and, uh, and then slowly expanding. Um, so yeah, websites, obviously best bet. Okay, I think um, that's, so, so drop it. Yeah. com. Uh, you're going to have to spell that. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our I'm reading it and I need her to spell it for me. It's written right in front of me. Yeah. More, more. So wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. More tea. More tea. <laughs> Breland. Wait, so you don't have to put in the little hyphen? No, you don't. Okay, no. you don't have to put that fancy thing above the E. The accent? No. Right. <clears throat> All right, so it's just M-O-R-E-T-B-R-E-A-L-Y-N-N. Wines.com. Wines.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so these four wines are available currently. Uh, Actually, well, Yes. Yes, these wines are no, no, not all, the rosé, not the rosé. Right. Yeah, yeah, and not the rosé at Bottle Barn either, because Brian, <laughs> <No. is>, Brian <laughs> yeah. just bought it. All last, there. last place to get it. And, and you, and you can't Brian's just garage. Click on the link <laughs> or Brian's on whatever you're listening to this. Also, oh, perfect. Thank you. Bart must be doing the notes for the show. <laughs> 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 it sounds very sophisticated. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> yeah, totally. And what is did we ever talk about price point on the uh, uh, this is 70. Okay. Yeah. And this one's not at Bottle Barn yet just because it does need more time and so I'm kind of aging it for the consumer. Although you can get it online, I won't stop you from giving right. me money, but um but I'm not pushing it yet cuz I just think, you know, it's it's such a big wine um that people aren't going to age it and although you should buy a couple of bottles Drink one now, right. save it, open it in a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Buy a case and a three liter. Yep. There you go. Um, well, you just <laughs> I'll talk- carry it out to your Porsche, to your Lamborghini. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no problem. Right. Fit in your lap. Put it in there yeah. next to the um, next to the hundred acre. <laughs> um, t- talk about Bottle Barn a little bit because, I mean, obviously people that live here locally love mm-hmm. to go there and mm-hmm. find wine. But a lot of times I don't think it's a big money making thing for you guys. So is it the, is it the exposure that you get there? Um, of people like myself that just are into wine and like to go yeah. um, shop, shop some yeah. places, one-stop shop. Yeah. I don't think um, Barry gets a, a big markup either. Oh. I mean, it's one of, which is why it's so great for us locals to go. I mean, I love their, their tagline, you know, where wine country goes to buy wine because one, his, his palate and his preferences are, are rather diverse and, and exciting you know i mean um it's not just all of the kj portfolio on there and stuff it's you know some some fun finds and for yeah. f- for sure um and uh and then yeah his his markup isn't isn't that high either i mean i i'd love to sell all direct of course i mean right. who wouldn't but um being a small brand and new even though i don't have a lot of wine i mean the i say the hardest part of making wine is selling it for sure <laughs> you know i mean it's there's so many good stuff out there i mean all the people that we've talked about today on this podcast have amazing wines that you want to 
buy for. And but even then, more brands that they're coming out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when your wife has a restraining order on your wallet, you right. can only, you know, choose $50 for so much and this yeah. one or that one. And so why this one? And so that's why I'm more creative with my back copy. That's why I'm, you know, trying to get out there and, and into Arizona or Missouri, even though I have to, um, you know, change my pricing even, I mean, this, this fruit is $6,000 a ton. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap and, and the barrels aren't cheap. Grand crew, they're fantastic. They're the clean, they're so clean, which is important with winemaking. So I want to be there. Um, but they're not, not cheap, cheap either. Yeah. you know, I mean, not cheap, not cheap, not yeah. cheap. And yeah. then if you're not buying a good, you're paying a, you know, sales tax or a cola fee or, or, or it's just mind boggling to me how expensive it is to make wine and how every time you get an order in that money goes right back out to pay, you know, for everything you did to make that wine or to make the next vintage. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I have these days where. I sit in my office watching like the tasting house have a great day and then just going through and paying bills. <laughs> right, there goes that one. And there goes that yeah. one. And there goes For that sure. one too. I know we had a, uh, a $10,000 order with a wine shop down in Bakersfield. And then immediately after we got a $10,000 bill for all of the shipping for the wine that we did for club for, you know, all these people that we were holding during the heat. And it's like up in and out. And actually the $10,000 sale was 10,000. You know, eleven. You know, one twelve, and the bill was ten thousand four hundred and sixteen. Just, just a little more than you actually made, right? Precisely. You, you know the industry well. <laughs> About ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for our listeners out there, uh, Bottle Barn does ship to a whole bunch of states. That's they true. do. So yeah. that is a way to get these wines in a state, maybe where it's not. Available. Actually, it was really interesting. So with my rosé um, wine enthusiast put it in their rosé article it was some sort of like 12 shades of rosé um but uh i never knew about it and then when i when i saw it it was from bottle barn and and so it was image courtesy of bottle barn and here by here on bottle barn and i'm just like thanks barry <laughs> you know i mean i don't care as long as it's it's moving and people are trying it i mean because that's really what we also want to do is um is to share it with people. I mean, I'm sitting there drinking a bottle of my Zinfandel as it's being pressed out of tank to barrel. And I'm just like, this is so good. I can't wait for people to try it. And I mean, I can drink a lot of wine, but I can't drink 108 cases of rosé. I will if I have to, but (laughs) I'd appreciate some help, (laughs) you know? And, And so it's just, I mean, for me, my label, it's this culmination of my time in the wine industry and, and learning and picking up from all these amazing people that I've gotten to learn from and then wanting to do it on my own and then share it with everyone. And so it's, it's exciting because Barry, um, distributors, other retail shops, little saint that carries me. And even though they're a vegan restaurant, I went there for brunch and it was one of the most amazing brunches I've ever had. I went there for lunch a couple of months ago and same ordered almost everything on the menu because I wasn't yeah. paying for it. And, and <laughs> even better. Everything was great. Isn't yeah, it? Didn't want to leave. We were actually the last people there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it's like, this is vegetables. Like yeah. this is a vegan restaurant. Like well, how we had am I meatballs. To... They weren't meatballs too. <laughs> yeah. They were made out of I don't know what. Yeah, Adam had a uh, the. 
biscuits and gravy and it wasn't the Texas, you know, smothered and gravy kind of biscuits he was expecting. But yeah. he was like, no, this is still really good. Yeah. yeah. I had the French toast. Um, but I mean, all those people supporting my wines, I mean, it means so much because like, they, have a, they have a nice wine list. They do. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, so they carry my Russian river and I'm next to Kistler, Costa Brown yep. and, and one other one, I can't remember, but it was another like awesome name. I'm like, like hashtag goals. Yeah. <laughs> so going, so coming out of supply chain issues, mm -hmm. you're going to be bottling soon. Are you going to be putting a lot of these wines under cork? Good question. Um, maybe. Okay. Ooh. Um, Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we actually just met with M.A. Silva the other day and they told us how they're working on their cork problem. And, and that's comforting, although it's not foolproof. And and that's my biggest thing. I mean, corks are romantic. You know, you get a ride on the cork, you know, <laughs> engagement, wedding, birthday, One whatever. Out of a thousand. Throw it in a cork, right. you know, cage and stuff. Um, I don't think there's a difference in regards to the aging, but this is my my inaugural release, so I'll see how it continues to age if I can hold on to some wine. I hope so. <laughs> I'm like, I said, well, you Adam, hope so. And you hope maybe you <laughs> and don't. Hope not. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, when I sold out of the rosé, I'm like, oh, my mom and I are going to be so sad. Um, but then it's like, but that's the program. Like, you know, that's the goal. You should want to. But but then you don't get to have it anymore. You know, it's not like something, you know, it's not like a L'Oreal concealer or, you know, a Nike shoe that you just go and buy the same thing over and over again. It's it's vintage specific. It's it's um, you know, it doesn't have an infinite shelf life or return. And so um, so like this is the one and only time that this 21 Lakeview Vineyard is going to be here and it's only 98 cases. And once it's gone, it's gone. And so that's one thing that's, you know, great, but also difficult about wine is you can't get another bottle. Yeah. But um, but so, I mean, I. I think that I, I'm open to a cork, but okay. it's not something. If it mm. if it improves the quality of the wine, I'm listening. You know, if right. it um, if it's cheaper, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but also, I mean, you know, this glass is actually a really cheap cheap glass, quote unquote. Um, inexpensive. Inexpensive. Thank you. Yes, it's not bad quality at all. Um. But. It was like, why do I need to go two millimeters thicker? Like, I'm like, does it improve the wine? No, no it just costs more. Yeah. Well, and people think like, oh, it's a heavier bottle, so it must be a better wine. No, then then no, I'm not going to accrue that cost and then pass it on to my consumer. Like, that's yeah. stupid. Um, in that room over there, those wines that we tasted, there's some heavy bottles in that. In that lineup. Yeah. I mean, and, where the where the bottle yeah. definitely tasted uh, was costed more, more than, than the, the, the juice that was inside. in it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. These Just, wines are all tasting fabulous. I mean, yeah. I'm thank you. Yeah, totally blown away with with how good the wines. Thank are. you. <clears throat> I love the color too. I just poured more of the Lakeview, and um, one thing with with this that I like to share um so with Beaumarchais you know we're partnered with Philippe Camby and he introduced us to this enzyme um that 
that helps extract more color and, and just stuff from the skins during fermentation. And you add it at the crush pad and then take it into the tank. And um, after we see the fruit, like once we pull it out of the tank and press it and stuff, you're just like, yep, those grapes gave it everything that they had. Like there is nothing left in, in that fruit. Like they're almost mushy because they just... You know, that enzyme, that enzyme works. And, and I think it adds to the color of these wines. And, um, I, I love the color and, yeah. and it's not filtered. Um, right. but it still seems really clean and clear and, and yeah, bright, bright and yeah, totally. yeah, but just that beautiful, dark Pinot color. I'm, yeah. I really like it. Awesome. And we don't, truth be told, we don't get a lot of, um, Pinot producers on our show oh. <laughs> for some reason if you counted if you you'd think that most of california grew grenache based on based on our show i don't know what it is <laughs> maybe some syrah house palette <laughs> proud of all of our peanut producers though yeah, well, we only have good peanut producers right. on. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of yesterday, sorry, Bob <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did the best with the limited uh, resources he was given right. to make that's it exactly good. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. There is that too. Nah, I mean, you know, and that is when you're told by other people, "This is what you have." You know, what can you do? And, you know, his, thank God you're not in that position. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, but you put yourself out there to be in that position. But fortunately, you had, uh, you, you were offered things that were um, representative of what you're making. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Dragon breath. Dragon breath. That's what it was called, too, right? Something like that. I mean, maybe it had to taste like that because it was called Dragon's Breath. <laughs> right. Maybe it had like a little cinnamon or something. It was supposed to taste like <laughs> you live like in a, a cave. Maybe like a spiced wine. It, it, <laughs> sangria. No it would have been better off had they done that. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. We love you, Bob. <laughs> I'm going to walk out one morning and there's going to be a really cool old truck down the street just kind of idling. Lights off waiting for me to walk my dog. <laughs> Bob Grimal will come up and say, why did you say that? That wasn't nice. (laughs) That's about as aggressive and mean as he could be, I think. (laughs) Yeah. That really hurt my feelings, man. That that wasn't cool, Sam. (laughs) I did the best I could do with what I was given. It was Game of Thrones wine. What did you want from me? (laughs) Good point. What are your expectations? Um, (laughs) Yes, yes. Let's get out of this before we offend too many more of our friends. Um, Thank you for coming and sharing the wines. um, Like I said, the the wines are all tasting great today. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. The the price point, especially on the rosé and the the Russian River River. um, Pinot are just off the charts. Yeah. 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 For the quality. Cool. Well done. Thank you. The whole thing, package the name. Yeah. Labels look amazing. It's yeah. like you went to every winery in Northern California and found what they did well. Yeah. yeah I think you're going to do okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. I'm excited for, you know, kind of what's next. I mean, I mentioned my Zinfandel and getting that, you know, in a bottle in July. And that'll, that'll be, be a little fun. bit different market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Along with Muscadel. Yeah. A little Muscadel. bit different market. Yeah. I think you get to just make the Muscadel market, right? What, yeah. what, what, what is it, yeah. the region I mean, in France where Muscadel comes from? 
It's a Bordeaux. It's a Bordeaux. Sauvignon Blanc, Semillon, Muscadel. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. But usually, I mean, you see like, you know, 95% Sauvignon Blanc, 5% Muscadel. Right. Okay. Um, I was, I'm still, yeah, figuring out that market and how to, I mean, I hope the cat helps. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like that, but then, I think, I think in this day and age there's people are open to so much yeah. stuff and you've made small enough mm-hmm. amount mm-hmm. you should you should have plenty of yeah. interest in it yeah. yeah i think i mean that's true because i mean you know you go to a wine buyer and who doesn't have a sauvignon blanc who doesn't but have here's a, a muscadel right. so it's a little different it's dry yep. i mean it's beautiful it's a really nice wine and yep. um yeah so Looking forward to getting that in bottle and moving it around, sharing it with Brian. We didn't even. Thank you. (laughs) Totally, I should be the first. Um, (laughs) Did we talk about people just go to your website? You don't have an actual club or anything like that where people go and they sign up for an allocation or the email or. I don't have a club. Just whatever's there. Whoever first come first serve. First come first serve. Okay. Um, But I do have um, a. so at Grand Cru, they have those hospitality bays. And so I can host right. people there, but it's by appointment. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, even though uh, Adam is a big part of Marie Breelin and, and obviously my life, I mean, this is all me. So, I mean, you email, it's me. You, you know, I need to ship out wine, it's me. Um, talk to Barry, all that stuff. And so, uh, so yeah, going online is, is best. And then, um, and then so... I need to make an appointment to to host you. I'm not just an open right. tasting room. Um, Grand Cru doesn't have my wines on hand to pour for you. Right. Um, but reach out, and I'd love to find a time to yeah. make so it work. So if someone's coming and, to visit California or, and Northern yeah. California, they want to come taste with you, they just reach out to you, and they can schedule something yep. and put it together at Grand Cru. Uh, yep. Social media? Yeah, uh, Marie Brelin Wines, and then um, Marie Brelin for my... For my page. And if you want to know how to spell that, rewind about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> or more tea. Maybe quick, quick. Yeah. And or if, you want, if you want Technology. to hit her up on, on Twitter by the time this comes rewind. out. Rewind. Yeah. I think Twitter will be um, dead by the time ashes by the time this comes No, it'll out. just be Nazis by the time Isn't this comes that out. so interesting? Sad. Wow. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Shout outs to anyone. Um, I mean, because we're talking about. 10 days from now. Uh, uh, so we're getting close to holidays. Tomorrow, right? Mike the Baker. Oh, nice. The, Mike return, the, of, the return of Mike the Baker. Right. Uh, we should have shouted it out last yesterday, but none of us could talk by the end of that tasting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. how do we just get us off this air? Didn't want to talk. So he's coming Hit the back, button. Kind of coming back, we're just going to run it back the same way. Uh, you can get pieces to go, eat them here, wines by the glass, by the bottle. Um I think they'll be doing some other little salads and cookies. And well, uh, I had a fun idea, and I didn't actually run it by you. Um, cool, but here it is. But, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> doing inventory, coming across some shiners in inventory. I thought it would be fun, maybe to just uh, try some of those wines. Okay. <laughs> you you know, to... open up some stuff. Some of it might be not labeled. Just as long as you know, nobody from the ABC is listening. No, I think it's no, a great idea. No government. <laughs> No government officials wah, wah, welcome. Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think people like that You're kind of stuff. You're not going to be selling them. You're just going to be sharing no, them. No, we're going to be sharing fine. them for $5. Plus. <laughs> $5 tasting fee, Venmo only. <laughs> so exactly. It's an experience Cash fee. only. You have to pay for it anyway, whether you drink the wine or right. not. Right. People love experiences. We're going to provide an experience. 
Oh, and pay. the other thing we experienced that we have here now. Oh, oh library tasting. The library tasting with what's your title, Brian? I don't know. With the library tasting, one the, from the vault with Brian, uh, brand ambassador. I was, was going to say the, you said brand ambassador, the, right? Of the uh, library tasting. <laughs> Um, we've we've had a lot of fun and we've actually got to do a few of these but uh, is open up some of the wines that you guys have going back to 05 um, so sitting people down and trying six wines we're doing it through Corvin so we're opening up you know some of these wines some of them there's less than a case um, of some of these wines and the response has been really good so if you're a wine club member or if you're not and you want to come here and try some of the um, wines that have been perfectly stored in your mm -hmm. temperature-controlled, climate-controlled cellar, mm -hmm. um, hit us up. We'd like to. Uh, it's fun, and the splendor of it is really cool. It's unlike the other tastings you do here, where there's, <clears throat> where you just have one glass, and we're, we pour one, you drink it, we pour another one. You actually have all six wines out, and so because they change, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. So the he's wines the dishwasher, is what he is. He's the you he's have the no glass idea. puffer. The, glass puffer. So I I told you know Back wine staff. <laughs> it's the it's the only time that wine club members have to pay for a tasting here, and I I told some the other day it's not because of the price of the wines it's, it's because it's the sheer us. amount of glassware that we have to wash and buff um, to do the tasting, so it just pays for labor, basically. <laughs> um, but it's been fun, and then as soon as wines sell out, then we'll we'll bring some other wines in, and 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 even maybe even get into something like a, a Val Rossi homage vertical where we could right now we could do 13 14 15 16 17 18 right and wow i mean talk about a, yeah. that's the way to try wines and get to know a vineyard is to actually i mean do five or six different vintages from that same vineyard that'd be fun that's awesome yeah i want to do that tasting right now right mm -hmm. oh, i want to get some food oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the tasting all right bart hansen what do you got going on um so uh by the time this airs there'll still be time to get some wine for your holiday uh, drinking, um, and I am getting dangerously low on a number of wines. So, uh, uh, 18 Grenache, I probably should have stopped already. Um, uh, Los Chamazal Zin's getting low. Uh, and then, uh, 2015 Cabernet that I opened up for the wine library, um, sales is going really well. And there's uh, still quite a bit of that. So order up. Because it will eventually basically, as away. you're reading, listening to this, it basically is your shipping deadline. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you want, I mean, if you want ground shipping, shipping yeah. to show up before right. you know the 25th, right? Uh, especially the way the weeks, the the holidays drop this year, right? Uh, it is odd. order now. Order as now. you listen, order now. Go to MoreyBrelinWines.com and then oh. Dane Sellers, yeah. yep. and then 16600, but not necessarily in that order, right? Of course, <laughs> because you should go alphabetical. Which would start with Dane, right? right? Or one, <laughs> one six six numbers zero. Numbers do zero. actually Alphabet start numbers. First. <laughs> and and actually, Not enough. There's two of you now. That I, have to battle with. I know, but but actually, fun. Um, there's fun things happening at the Fairmont still too. I'm sure. Good good response from the Contango Red Blend, which is being imported to the Fairmont by the yeah. glass, as well as the Winery sixteen six hundred Zinfandel. We just got a call the other day from someone that said. Hey, I just had the Zinfandel at the Fairmont. Can, is there a way I can get bottle shipped to my house? We said, absolutely. Buy a right? case. Yeah. And a three liter. <laughs> or a three right. liter. <laughs> we have large formats available. <laughs> um, but the Contango as well. Um, yeah. Thank you. It's... Um, no, it's, the... the it's, it's tasty. The legends live on at the Fairmont. Exactly. <laughs> and the Christmas tree. 
and we got to decorate the 16600 Christmas tree. First one's there. Uh, I think there were six wineries, Chateau St. Jean, Highway 12, Gloria Ferrer, 16600. I forget what the other two were. But um, yeah, we were the first ones there. And your mom did a great job because cool. everything on the tree was um, reusable. Right. Made from reusable products. So And the, and the Buckeye balls. Foraged, foraged, reused, recycled. Yeah. Awesome. Very sustainable. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. On an artificial tree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Bailey. Doing a great job yesterday. <laughs> Decorating that tree. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll look forward to talking to you next, next week. week. I don't know exactly what's on the agenda, but we're gonna uh, just wing it, well, <laughs> like all so the other weeks. <laughs> right. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you. My thank pleasure. you for making these great wines. Great job. Yeah, I'm taking that the red, home, by the, the way. red poppy. <laughs> the red poppy. <laughs> the red poppy. Talk to you next stick week. it in the cellar. <laughs>